Well, as many of you, if not all of you know, LifeSpring is building a place to gather to bless the neighborhoods, schools, and families in the greater Richmond Spring Grove area. And this uh, first phase of this 21-acre project is the, uh, the initial church building. And so I wanted to give you a little progress report. I know it's not easy for everyone to, uh, to get close to the building right now with the construction. So we, we actually have a, a picture of uh, where we're at so far. Uh, we have the uh, initial walls, the concrete walls up, uh, and in the front, they're starting to build the, uh, the concrete masonry brick structure, uh, and in coming weeks, there'll be uh, steel and, uh, and roof structures coming in, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, Tom, but uh, it sounds like we're, uh, we're, really, we're really making some good progress here, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that and just wanted to share that with you. Um, and uh, today is the second installment of our BLESS series. And so uh, we talk about uh, blessing the community, the, the neighborhoods, the families, the schools in our area. What does it mean to bless them? And it's not just building a, uh, a church building, or is it even to, to uh, build this place to gather that's going to include much more than a church building, community center and, and other things for the community. Uh, but we want to do more than that. And what does it mean to uh, to bless. And so uh, we have this series that we're going through that will help us to better understand what it means to bless our community. And last week, we started with the first B in bless, which is begin with prayer. And so we looked at a model of how to pray based on the Lord's Prayer in, in uh, Matthew 6, 5 through 13, uh, and we pray for God's name to be revered and for his kingdom to be very present in our lives, but also in, in our community, that it would be that God's kingdom would be here in our community as it is in heaven. And I have been encouraged by many of you who have come up to me and said, here's how I'm praying, or here's what I'm praying for, and here's how I'm doing it, and even, even creative ways. And, and so uh, if that's you, thank you for, for sharing what you've been doing. Thank you for being faithful in prayer. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm really glad and excited uh, for all of that. And today, uh, today's text is James 1, 17 through 20, which starts out with talking about, and I, and I introduced this last Sunday, but uh, it starts out talking about where all of our blessings come from. What is the source of all of our blessings? And the answer is, let's see if you're awake now. What is the source of all of our blessings? God. Yeah, it's, a, it's sort of a simple answer. And here's what James says, uh, book of James, uh, ch chapter 1, 16 through 17. Do not be deceived, my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like the shifting shadows. So, as I mentioned last Sunday, when God blesses, he gives, he helps, he strengthens, he protects. But when we bless God, we do not help strengthen uh, him or make him better in any other way. We give him thanks and praise for who he is and what he is doing for us. That's how we bless God. God is the source of all blessing, and when we bless him, we thank him and praise him for all that he has done. And when we bless other people, we allow God to use us um, as the means by which other people get blessed. Uh, so when we bless, we actually act as God's agents, his representatives here on earth through the Spirit of God acting 
on behalf of Jesus. So today we're going to go to the L and bless. We talked about prayer this last time. We're going to speak about listen this time. Um, and here's what I want you to remember. Love listens, overcoming the noise to bless God and people. Love listens. Our passage in James tells us that everyone should be quick to listen. Have you ever had difficulty listening? I know I have. Uh, sometimes there are factors that can make it difficult to listen, even difficult to be obedient to God in a given circumstance. Uh, I recently had an experience where it was very difficult for me to listen. A couple weeks ago, and, and this is embarrassing, but I had to have a colonoscopy. This happens to you when you get to a certain age and you have to go in and have, have uh, everything checked out. And uh, don't worry, I came out with a clean bill of health and everything. But uh, during this procedure, I was reading this book, this BLESS book by Dave and John Ferguson. So it has a big B-L-E-S-S -S on the front of it. And I was reading, waiting them in the, in the hospital bed, and, and, uh, and they got the... IV hooked up and the whole bit, and not particularly comfortable, but you know, you've got to read something while you're waiting. And, and uh, then the anesthesiologist came in, so I handed the book to my wife, and, and uh, she kind of told me how things are going to go down, and, and uh, they rolled me out uh, into another room, and, and, and you know, it's pretty uncomfortable. Here's how you have to uh, situate your body, and here's what we're going to do. And she's got one hand on the, on the juice that's going to put me out. And then um, she said, uh, what was that book you're reading? And I thought, no, we're not going to do this right now. <laughs> not now. I, I, I just, just put me out. <laughs> I said, as, as quickly as I could, I said, well, it's a, it's a book on how to bless people uh, in, in the neighborhoods and, and just bless people around us. That was it. And she goes, yeah, but it, it was a capital B-L-E-S-S. -S. And I'm thinking, okay. So the B is begin with prayer, the L is listen, the E is for eat with people, and then we want to serve people and, and share the, the story of God with people and share our own story with them. And she goes, are you, are you a minister? And I, I said, well, I'm a pastor at a church. And I'm thinking, just turn on the juice. And, <laughs> and she goes, which church? Life Spring Community Church. Where is that? Oh, it's up in Spring Grove. And so it, this is going on. So at some point, she mercifully knocked me out. But I, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. And then later, uh, later, uh, my wife was telling me that uh, she had a conversation. And I'm, it, I might have actually heard this part from her, but basically she said, uh, this doctor said, well, you know, I, I, uh, uh, I live in Chicago, but I, I have a place up here at, uh, near you, and I think I'm going to come to your church. So if you're here now, I'm telling the story. But... Uh, <laughs> But I thought, great, my anesthesiologist is going to come to LifeSpring. That's, that is awesome. And, and, uh, but, you know, i got to tell you, some of us struggle with thinking that God can use us to bless other people or thinking that God can use us in a spiritual conversation. And, uh, and how can God use me? i got to tell you, I have never been in a, more, uh, in a situation I've felt weaker or more uncomfortable than that, speaking about, you know, having, having a, a conversation that's really important. And, and, uh, and God can and will use us in that way, but sometimes we don't want to listen to others because there's noise. There's something that keeps us from wanting to listen. Sometimes we're uncomfortable. 
Sometimes we don't want to engage. But God wants to use each one of us to listen to other people and listen well on behalf of his kingdom. So here, um, I want to share a story about Jesus when it came to listening and blessing. Uh, in the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 18, verses 35 through 43, uh, there's a story about Jesus listening to a blind man. Here's how it goes. As Jesus was approaching Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging, and when he heard the crowd going by, he asked what was happening. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and he ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight, your faith has healed you. Verse 43, immediately he received a sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Uh, one of the greatest blessings that we can have is being known by God. And one of the greatest blessings we can give to others is helping them to become known by us and by God. Uh, in this story, the blind man was calling out to Jesus from the crowd, and he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. Uh, the blind man had heard so much about Jesus, and he believed it. He cried out to Jesus, speaking over the crowd of Nazareth, but to Messianic, have mercy on me. David, have mercy on me. Listening to the people trying to go, he had lots of people claim to this one person calling out to him, what do you want me to do for you? Now, I know that the blind man received his sight. That's what the text said. He received his sight. But I believe he received something much more than that. He received the blessing of being known by the Son of God. He received a blessing of intimacy with the Son of God. As I mentioned, one of the greatest blessings we can have is being known by God. Uh, and listening though, is not necessarily easy or convenient. Um, Jesus listened to people in very uncomfortable circumstances. And you say, well, uh, on the road to Jericho isn't such an uncomfortable circumstance. But being on the cross was. That's a far more uncomfortable circumstance. And yet in Luke 23, 42, um, the thief on the cross said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. It was uncomfortable. But Jesus spoke in, he listened to this man and spoke into his situation. You're going to die, but you're going to be with me forever. Listening to people seemed to be the pattern of Jesus' life. A Samaritan woman testified to her people in the village, uh, this is in John 4.29, Come, see the man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And later on in John 
4.39, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So uh, Dave and John Ferguson, in their blessed book, the same book I was holding uh, as I was waiting, uh, note that when someone feels unheard and unknown, they also feel unloved. When someone feels unheard and unknown, they also feel unloved. But the reverse is true as well. When someone feels heard and listened to and known, they feel loved. That's what we want to do. That's why near the end of, uh, if you were going to say, you know, what, what chapter of the Bible has the most uh, to, to inform us about love. Well, Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9 talks about loving the Lord your God, and, and Jesus picks up on that and says, you know, the greatest commandment is to love God, love people. But the other chapter that we might look at in regard to love is 1 Corinthians 13, which tells us, sort of defines love for us. And towards the end of that chapter, what does Paul say? 1 Corinthians 13, 12 for now we see only a reflection as in the mirror, then we shall see face to face, now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. It's a blessing to be known by God. As Christians, we want to know God and we want to make him known, but how can we make God known to other people, our neighbors, our friends, our family, our co-workers? How can we make God known to other people if we don't to them? And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not loving people who may even be difficult for us to love and to listen to them. Love listens, and love listens overcoming the noise. On the hospital table, about to be knocked out, the noise that kept me from wanting to listen to the doctor uh, who was interested in a spiritual conversation was my physical discomfort, uh, perhaps even my embarrassment, my awareness that I'm about to be knocked out, uh, the seeming awkwardness of the situation. That, that was noise that had to be overcome in order for me to speak. And I felt it. And we all feel noise in any given situation. It seems that just about every conversation, there is noise that has to be overcome. Now, the blind man, the story with Jesus, had to speak loudly to overcome uh, the crowd. He had to speak multiple times, and there were people telling him to shut up, be quiet, don't speak. There are people actively trying to silence him. And all of that was noise. And if we look in the James passage, it tells us everyone should be quick to speak. No, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. We should be slow to speak. And yet, sometimes when we're listening to another person, we're formulating the response in our mind we're not actively listening to them. We're thinking about what we want to say because we think we know what they have to say, so we're going, yeah, 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 and we're, we're getting ready to speak to them. We even do this in prayer before God. We hear somebody else that's, that's praying, and we, instead we, we start formulating what we're going to pray next. But we need to listen. We need to actively listen. And then another, uh, the other piece is anger, inner turmoil. Uh, and in James, he's talking specifically about anger, that, that 
Anger doesn't bring about the righteousness of God. Anger is the opposite of that. But I think anger, anxiety, inner turmoil, all sorts of things in there can keep us from being able to listen to another person. Noise. Noise keeps us from listening. The ambient noise of the crowd, people actively trying to silence. The desire to speak more than the desire to listen. And anger or inner turmoil are all different types of noise. I googled this noise about listening, and people have different lists. You know, the, the four things that keep us from listening, the seven things. There's just all these, all these crazy lists. You can Google it, too. Um, but right here, I just want to specifically say these are, this is not an exhaustive list, but there are many things that keep us from listening to other people. And when there is physical noise or people actively trying to speak us, uh, keep us from speaking or keep us from listening, sometimes what we need to do in order to be heard is to speak up. Or speak up repeatedly. There are many people trying to silence Christian voices right now. We need to speak up. We need to speak up repeatedly so that people will be able to listen. But on the other end of things, if we're listening and the crowd is trying to silence a voice of someone that we need to listen to, we actually need to listen to that person actively, and we need to silence the other voices that are keeping the person that should be speaking from speaking. When it comes to that, voice, that, that, that propensity that many of us have, that probably all of us have to a degree, of wanting to speak rather than listen, there's something called active listening. Anybody familiar with active listening? Yeah. So active listening means that instead of doing what you want to do, you know, coming around with what you want to reply to the person, you actually repeat what the person says back to them using different words. And the person who's speaking will kind of naturally say, well, yeah, that's it. And they're kind of excited and they'll tell you more. Or, no, that's not it. And what you've done is you've gotten more information, the right information out, or you've actually stopped yourself from going down the wrong road that you were going to reply to them, but you were actually off when you're going to reply to them. Active listening means we repeat back what they said. We probe. We do all sorts of things in this conversation before saying, oh yeah, that reminds me of the time, and then you start telling them your story or, or how they can be better or whatever it is that comes to your mind. It's a gift to another person to actively listen to them. But sometimes there's something inside of us that needs to be suppressed. It needs to be um, overcome. It could be anger. Sometimes we listen to another person and whatever they say actually inflames us. And what we want to do is we want to start speaking because we want to cut them off and get them, you know, we don't, we don't want this person to keep on saying what they're saying because it's really getting us going. What harm would it be to let them continue speaking? If the person was able to actually say what they're saying, if we're able to get out of them what they're saying, we might learn that what we're angry about isn't actually what they're trying to say, number one. And number two, even if it is something that we're appropriately angry about, in other words, something that's an offense to God, not just us, we'll better be able to respond to that person in a way that will help the situation and not hinder it. 
There's one other kind of listening that we need to remember. We need to listen to God's voice in all things. We need to really dig into his word. We need to know what we believe because there are many voices speaking right now that we need to bring the volume down on. And there are many voices that are hard to hear right now that we need to help bring the volume up on. Our benchmark should not be our internal compass, but the Word of God. Our benchmark should be what God has to say, not just our own hearts. So that's noise. Um, there's a website called mindtools.com. Uh, there's an article that talks about the benefits and problems of listening. At the end, there's a quiz. You can kind of check yourself and see what kind of a listener you are if you're interested in mindtools.com. But uh, they say something that I think is helpful. It says, for many of us, listening is the communication skill we use the most. And yet, many people listen poorly, and they rarely think to improve this important skill. Poor listeners hear what's being said, but they rarely listen to the whole message. They get distracted by their own thoughts or by what's going on around them. And they formulate their responses before the person who they're talking about has finished. Because of this, they miss crucial information. Good listeners, on the other hand, enjoy better relationships because they fully understand what other people are saying. Their team members are also more productive because they feel that they can discuss problems easily and talk through solutions. So you can take the quiz on, uh, on listening at mindworks.com. But Jesus was an incredible listener. And you can read through the Gospels and see how Jesus used uh, his understanding of a person's situation. And he spoke into it. And he asked questions. How many times do we have conversations with people that are really insignificant? And I'm not saying that there shouldn't be small talk or we shouldn't be able to talk about the weather or whatever it is or the, the latest you know, sports game or whatever, but, but what if in the context of relationship uh, as somebody was sharing uh, something with us and they shared a little bit of their pain, something that was difficult in their life? And what if we actually listened to them in that? And what if we ask them a question, you know, what's your faith background? How does that apply to this? What was your relationship with your family like growing up? And how does that relate to, you know, your worldview here? What is, you know, how, let's, let's take a big picture on this. What really matters in life? And we would learn information, and people want to talk about these things. They, not everybody. Some have real confidence. Listen really well and pray. Well, you see the grid on there, and, and this is something that we used for a prayer this last Sunday. And I said, you know, who are your neighbors? Um, do you know your neighbors' names? Um, can you pray for your neighbors? Maybe your neighborhood doesn't look, it doesn't lay out like this, but, you know, who are the few houses around you, and can you be praying for the people who live around you? Can you get to know them a little bit? Now, the, the follow-up question is, can you listen to them? Is there an opportunity to speak to your neighbors, and maybe your neighbor is not a physical neighbor near your house, maybe it's a coworker or someone in your family, but what would it look like 
this week, uh, no doubt you'll have some opportunity to speak with someone. What would it look like to actually listen to him or her? What would it look like to pray over that conversation? What would it look like to bless someone? Now, I got to warn you, blessing is sometimes inconvenient. One of you might be in a hospital bed this week talking to a doctor. If you do, let me know. It's not always easy. It's not always convenient. Sometimes there's a lot of noise. But I want to encourage you, this week, let's pray for our neighbors. By our neighbors, I mean friends, family, everyone. And let's listen to them well. Well, let me uh, close our message time here with, uh, see if I can find my, uh, my notes here. Ah, here it is. 1 Corinthians 13. So as we're thinking about listening, remember this. Love listens. Love listens well. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. Not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth that always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. And know this, people of God, love listens. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. It is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And God, I would just really pray that you would help us as a as a believing Christ-following community, Lord, that we would pray, that we would listen, that we would seek to bless others, Lord, and that we would grow deep in Christ. Help us to love you with all our heart, mind, strength, and soul. Help us to love our neighbor as ourself. Lord, uh, we thank you for this opportunity. In the name of Christ, amen.